Yachtmala! Yachtmala! Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown! We are preparing to enter the Octagon today. I am your host, the Intercessor, Stan Adu, and I am joined by, by, my, by my devilish foes. I've got Abaddon, James Cotta. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. That's, uh, it... Is that a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> Better than old scratch. <laughs> well, speaking of old scratch, you know, there you are, Jackal. Oh, and I, and, and I got to announce this official. Uh, as you know, I've been going through a bit of an identity crisis, and I, I do have a new name. Uh, first name is now Jacob. Um, last name Bladder. Jacob Bladder. Okay. Jacob Black. All right, all right, and and uh, finally rounding out our motley crew, Asmodeus, Nick Boxer. Greetings and salutations, Asmodeus. I like it. I'm keeping that one. <laughs> that is good. Don't know how to spell it. Of course, I don't know how to spell Abdar either, <laughs> or Nick for that matter. <laughs> well, it's it's. Hey, all... You don't have a K. There's no K on your on your name. So just to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's only three letters, so so it's not it's not too bad. Yeah. We tell it in yeah, what letters uh, aren't on it There's no there's no Z either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh hey, good point. Good point. No Z and no K. Let's just give much to go off. Yeah. Yeah. Well twenty four letters left. He's, process he's of elimination will get there eventually, but uh but you know, and the, and there's not that many uh, many letters in the name of the of the featured performer of our wonderful movie this week, which is Rock and Roll Nightmare, and of course the featured performer is Thor, John Michael Thor to be exact. And so, I you know I wanted to have this one on the show for a long time, and I'm happy that it gets to enter the octagon. But you know what I'm really happy about? Ah, uh, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really happy that Nick, uh, that's also not spelled with a P, um, gets to uh, gets to, to tell us what this one is all about. Before we get that, John Michael, is that how you say Thor's name? Uh, that's yep. his first it, name. It, Thor's it, his it, last name. Sorry, it, but it's John Michael Thor because it, it's spelled a little weird. So I kind of yeah, did not get yeah. that until you yep. said it out loud. There's no, there is a K in that one. I really, <laughs> there I'm is, not, yeah. I, I'm not pitching we turn this into a spelling uh, <laughs> podcast. Just to be clear, because those <laughs> usually those shoot right up the charts. But if yeah. you said Michael with a K, then I, that would be a better, that would be a yeah. guideline. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. There's the a, plot there's a K of Michael, rock and roll nightmare is detailed and intricate, so you guys will have to pay close attention. Basically, what we have is a group of rock and rollers who rent a house to rehearse an album to get 10 minutes of new material. They're out there. They bring their stage manager to cook for them, but they are unaware that the house is possessed by demons or a demon and a whole bunch of his squiggly little penis like monsters it's really unclear of what the demons or demon or demon powers at work within the house and the property at large 
really are or do. It's really unclear, but it doesn't really matter. But these demon characters go off killing bandmates one after another and sometimes replacing them with double ganger, demonic double gangers. Really straight slasher until the very end where we find out the entire movie doesn't matter and everyone who died was not really a person. They were some sort of figment of Thor's imagination. Um, turns out Thor, who I'm using his real name here, is an archangel of somebody, the interloper or intercessor. And it's all been a trap to get Scratch, the head demon. And they fight and do some homoerotic posing. And it's awesome. And like that, that is the movie. If that sells you, that's, you know what? That, no surprises here. It, it is what it is. It, it, and uh, like I said, I mean, my favorite part of the show always is those recaps. <laughs> because do you guys ever get the feeling that there hasn't been a movie we watched yet that Nick by like by the end has completely spaced out <laughs> 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 and not paying attention to what's happening? Because <laughs> usually it's it's pretty good until he gets near the end, and then it's like that's not what happened. And that's, <laughs> Yeah, th- th- things tend to go a little hazy case, at that point. <laughs> in this case, he is definitely Beezlebub. He is definitely, the, yeah, he's definitely uh, the devil. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, no, nobody was actually killed. Those were people that, that the, uh, what do you call him again? Interloper? Intercessor. Um, yeah, but what did Nick call him? Interloper, oh, oh, right? interloper and uh, yeah, integrator. Go that and, uh, oh, like a, they list off about ten names for everybody in the last few <laughs> scenes. It's true. Totally, it's true. True. it doesn't mean I, I just created different bullshit for the bullshit they fed me. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this: is is none of those people that he that, that the demon or devil or whatever kills it actually existed. They were manifestations that the uh, excel. I did say that. Oh, I wait. said none of it matters. None that. of those people were real. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In order to drag in the, the so what gets me is if all of this was fake and this was the archangel who's brought down by prayer to help people. Um, that archangel from heaven uh, sure is interested in a lot of premarital sex because this film has a yes, lot of Yes, but only sex. shot from directly behind close up on the back. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And he is, a, he is, him, Thor is a former stripper, as is his wife, who's there, in the film. There, you know. there are, there are a lot of scenes where that neither Thor nor the monsters are in. <laughs> which mm-hmm. which does it does go to that like what what is the point of that's like why because he he made them they're they're fake i get it like that that part i i'm fine with um but why kind of put on a play when there's no audience it's kind of that <laughs> why are they voting like you know i I think I came away from this movie with with uh, a reaction that I that I sometimes have of I have a series of questions. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of of uh, of questions that do come up because the funny thing is is that is that like there's there's all sorts of things that occur within the movie that get absolutely no payoff in the in the end other than 
well, turns out I fooled you. That's all. <laughs> That's the payoff is that <laughs> I fooled you. But if you want a movie of people where, uh, where people do the dishes, this is the movie. <laughs> oh, for you. oh, my God. Is there, there a lot of dishes doing four in this movie? scenes of people doing dishes at different points in this movie. They wash more dishes than they ever use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is like that's it's weird enough that there's this many things of dishes, but there's only one meal. <laughs> I I actually, true, actually find that that I think I think this tends to be something that uh, that you know incompetent filmmakers tend to tend to go with, where there's moments of of like. Like and and they also do it with driving at the beginning, where it's just like okay, well we we need them to be doing something and they've got to be talking and they latch onto something and like doing dishes is what they latched onto here where it's just like oh, well of course we just had a meal we need to have them do the dishes right. What? The thing is you're you're talking about the van scene at the beginning which lasts ten minutes. Uh huh. And that scene is literally shot because they came in ten minutes short of what he. Uh, told the distributors, so John Michael Thor just just got everybody together and shot that, and just to fill in ten minutes. Oh, and you can because tell that there's no audio uh, because yeah, it's, it's just like music going and the thing driving for ten minutes, which is a hell of a way to start a movie, and and nothing happening, and but it makes you wonder because like if you took away like every single scene in this movie, probably takes four times longer than it needs to. Like oh, usually yeah. scenes are quick, quick, quick. Everything in this is like, if, like if we took away all the sex scenes, which it, this movie would have been like twenty minutes long, and take away the driving, and you got ten minutes. Like you probably had ten minutes worth of film written down. Um, it's <laughs> so how do you make a, a cult film showdown classic? I think you 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 get a guy in the ultimate vanity project because this is a vanity project. Oh yeah. Beginning to end, which is not not every single one of our our. Because did we ever tell the theme of the season? We didn't. What what? Are, <laughs> I've, I'm trying to remember what we call this. Eighty five minutes of fame. Eighty five minutes of fame. Thank you. Eighty five minutes of fame. So the, the, of course the classic Andy Warhol. In the future, everyone will be famous for fifteen minutes. Uh, this is films in which the star or one of the feature players is someone who is famous for something else. Uh, so in this case, yeah, John Michael Thor uh, will call him famous for being a musician. He's famous for a lot of things. He's also famous for you know being on Body like the Carson well, Show right. and like bending bending a you know iron rod. It's like a strong man. And, yeah. Uh, so uh, he's he's done yeah. all sorts of stuff. But certainly acting was not his uh, no. his, his primary or writing because he wrote <laughs> writing, definitely, definitely not writing. So yes, yeah. in this case, it is John Michael Thor, sir. What's his day job? A realtor? Because there are a lot of external shots of houses in this. <laughs> well, at, I mean, at the very end, of course, we're it, it's it's supposed to tease the sequel, uh, where it's just like it's a house. What that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like this is a house that that the you know the devil has gone now to this house. The, there's going to be problems at this house. And in 2005, of course, there was a sequel. Yeah, 18 years later. Yep. So, I mean, just, yeah. you take your time, make sure you get the story straight this time. And from what, everything I've heard, it's worse than this movie. So that's got to be <laughs> I know. I'm very excited. I got it tracked down. <laughs> yes. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. Isn't it called? Doesn't it have the Excelsior? It's, it's Excelsior? called, yeah, it's called Intercessor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Intercessor. Well, that's why, that's uh, why Rock and Roll Nightmare 2. 
Yeah. I wonder why you had that on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> well, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it's it's a great word. Like, I, I have no idea where the hell it came from, but it's just like, ooh, that intercessor, that's a lot of fun to say. <laughs> yeah, so Excalibur, <laughs> Rock and Roll Nightmare 2. So anyways, the point being uh, that this movie uh, uh, could have been 10 minutes. And, and for me, the problem with this film is I have I hadn't seen this film, but I had seen lots of uh, Thor's music videos, and those are some incredible uh, piece. Like the man is a walking piece of cheese, and so <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> those are some incredible heights to live up to. And for me, unfortunately, I, I was a little more bored than I expected to be, and I, it came down to the fact that the scenes would go on too long. Well, this is just—it's a prime example of an incompetently done movie like the director is completely out of his element i mean obviously like i would question if thor's script even existed or if he or if they just walked into a scene and he was just like yeah so this is what i want from the scene let's let's try it and... oh i believe it existed because i think it's in one of the scenes <laughs> i was i was about to say when he when he's in bed he's reading something that is not a book. It looks very much like a screenplay. <laughs> and and I was going to ask if, if any of you gentlemen have ever gone to an acting class. Uh, no. no. All right. Know. So in other words, just like the movie, you know, just like the <laughs> actors in the movie, because uh, well, there, obvious... was, there was two people who, I mean, their roles were very challenging. There was two female leads there. Um, the the one who was married to the drummer and the, and the one who was uh, with Thor, I thought that their roles were very challenging because they had to pretend they liked the music. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad you you're coming out on that side because I was I thought my audio was screwed up watching <laughs> the film because they were rocking out and I kept like turning up the volume and playing with my settings like. I think I'm missing something here because this isn't music. This is sound. Yeah. And the guy can't write and he can't act. Now we've also <laughs> established he can't sing. So but <laughs> the thing that he is, is a great showman. And, 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 and it's like, I can't remember who it was. I think it was D Snyder. So the difference between a lead singer and a showman is a, a lead singer, uh, like uh, leads the audience onto what's onto, onto what's happening on the stage and a, and a front man, basically showman. Uh, makes the audience part of what's happening on the stage. And that is what he is. Like, that's what his skill is. Like, he is, like, to see him live would be a great experience. I don't know about now, but back in the day, because he was a great showman. But the music itself, like, isolated in its own little thing, oh, it's crap. Among my many questions <laughs> is, so they, they do, they're, they're playing their music in the, in the, on the to, uh, for the recording sessions which is a whole other thing. Um, are they listening to their own music in their downtime as yes, well? Yes, yes, they, they are. are. <laughs> Every, everything is by the Tritons, or in this case, you know, Thor's band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah. I'm sure that they couldn't afford to actually get music from anywhere else, and it seemed easiest to just use the music that he's already made. Yeah, well, basically, I, I think it was for the Edge of, Edge of Hell album. Basically, was the there was like the ninety percent of this music. Yeah, which is probably like his best, most famous album, which tells you something. Um, <laughs> that I the, there's what is it? We like to rock. That's one of the like the first song. 
And there's a music video for it, which clips from the movie of the band performing at the studio rehearsal. But instead of other clips from the movie with like the, 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 the goblins or whatever they are, instead it's like other clips is like science fiction scenes of him fighting like aliens and shooting them off with alien lasers and, and, and stuff hitting his hammer and stuff. And, and you just, the man is incredible. Like, because it, He's clueless as to how he how he's perceived by normal society. Oh, and, and that's and, what I love about. Wait, 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 wait! He is the best thing in this movie, though. He was the only thing entertaining in the least. Oh, because yeah. he's putting it all in there. Nobody else. You know, I mean, he's every no, scene. No, I mean, even off of musical numbers, I kind of wish they were shot from the front so I could see him. Boy, he gives it everything all, all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, you just can't tell it from the direction because they, for I think it was probably a limitation of what it, where their location limitation, where they well, decided, well, let's shoot from the back down from the second floor all the musical stuff. That's true, and it was shot in seven days. I don't know what the budget was, but it wasn't much clearly, and shot in only seven days I mean, by people who didn't know how to make a film. Yeah, my, so, I mean, my guess, my guess was about a quarter. Given that yeah, you know, no, it's I just like you, fourteen cents. Yeah, yeah. You you put a you put a band or not a band, but you you put a group of people in a house. <laughs> Ten minutes of driving, you know, they 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 fake rock and rolling and uh, and getting naked. And really, that's you know, there you go. That's this movie. And, yeah, yeah, a lot of getting naked and then occasional shots of of. Uh, you know, we always talk about it. Like, we love a film with lots of special effects in, in, in the Come Film Showdown. And uh, we're always so appreciative when you can have great special effects on a nothing budget. And then you got this film. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, if the special effects in this didn't move, they'd be actually passable. Maybe. Move, maybe. Movement did hinder a lot of them, for sure. I think the last, the last creature uh, the most. I mean, I kind of yes. I kind of like the one-eyed penis monster. Oh yeah, yeah, the one-eyed oh, penis yeah, monsters. I, like when the, the ones the, spit the, up in the in yeah, they're they're like the, muppets. So yeah, like scary yeah. puppets. Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they're they're and, not scary the, at all. The chicken actually, in the fridge I thought was they were fantastic. What's that? The chicken one in the fridge. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 the chicken that went bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just thought I thought it was really weird that the, the monsters were supposed to be scary, but they were actually really cute, like the penis monsters. I don't know. Maybe I just thought that. Maybe I said something about me, and maybe I should talk to my psychiatrist about oh, no, it. But they, I mean, they all had their own little business to do that made them cute. Like one was smoking, and I think one at the beginning was throwing up for some reason. Yep. And you know, yeah, they they all they all had their own little jobs. They weren't really all that interested in actually doing their master's bidding yeah but it was you know i mean clearly there was probably like one of them just uh they found different ways to dress them up it was but yeah there was a bit of a gremlins i think a gremlins uh, influence there of trying to give them personalities by making them do something now like if, smoke if the music video had been them yeah then it would have been a great music video you know just, no, it's just a great like... music video all anyway so all his music videos are great oh, yes like if we could just went in on his music videos as like a follow-up to this a special i mean we'd have something because i think thunder striker is my favorite that thing but all of his music videos are just like i said a, a walking piece of parmesan this man he uh he he thinks he well well i mean he knows his audience you know all 12 of them now but uh yeah. but he he knows that audience and wants to give them uh 
give them what he, you know, what is the core of Thor, really? <laughs> core of Thor. I like that. He should tell him that. Yeah. No, I mean, he, like you said, 12 is right, but those 12 are, are fanatical and loyal. Yep, they absolutely are. He's he's a funny good funny guy, but <laughs> yes, Jim. I'm th- I'm sure you have uh, another question to ask. I I do. So so uh, Stan and Jacob, you uh, uh, you know quite a bit more about music in the music industry than I do. So I've I've I have a couple of things I'd like to to get clarification on. So one is 24 tracks a lot. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's fine. Like it, make it, a big deal about 24 yeah. tracks. Um, that's pretty typical back in the day Two, you know, because Rob, uh, Rob Stewart, Stewart and, um, <laughs> Rob's yeah. Bob Stewart, isn't it? Bob Stewart. Yeah. Bob Stewart. Yeah. Who was the other one? Alice Cooper. The, but no, you got it wrong. But Alice Looper. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's another great scene, you know, well, it's yeah. a, it's it's mumblecore audio, so it sounded right to me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if they got both of them wrong or both of them right. Um, okay, so you're gonna record in a in a studio with a 24 track. Um, I wasn't clear who the recording tech was. There uh, wasn't one. Use the... <laughs> there's there's and, no engineer. There's no engineer and. The studio seems to have a lot of polished wood in it for a recording studio. Well, that's... And, and straw. Don't forget straw. Yeah. Or, I, well, I straw mean, actually makes more sense. <laughs> the thing, the thing about it is that there's there's lots of bands that have that have you know gone to gone to barns, gone to houses or whatever. And and the thing is is that they don't necessarily have to build out special things because everything has a different sound to it, you know, and, and so there's times where you just really like that sound. Now, what, if they were actually recording that, the thing is, is that the drums would have needed some sort of, some sort of like, you know, barrier between them and the rest of the band, because otherwise they would have been just blasting the hell out of everything else. (laughs) Now, were they actually recording? Because they call it a rehearsal. In yeah, the first well, scene. they've called it they called it a bunch of things, right? Because and you mentioned the ten minutes of new music that they were supposed to come up with yeah, for some odd I reason. Because uh, for the live show, about writing, so yeah. I thought maybe that explained the ten minutes. But yeah, like like because there's the one point where where it's just like they're rehearsing, you know. And I thought it was for the tour, and then of course there's the ten minutes, which I think is for for a live show, and then he's writing a love song, of course, which is why he doesn't want to have sex, and. Um, you know, and then there's also a point where he talks about recording a new album at some point in there. So I'm not sure he really knew what they were there <laughs> for. No. But one thing is for sure, they didn't actually have an engineer to really record everything. Because I know that no. Thor or Atreides... Remember, these weren't real people. He didn't... Why, That's right. bother, <laughs> why bother to make a real recording studio? And hey, if you're going to make the, groupies the for no apparent reason... To come That's true. The there was groupies for no apparent reason. That's true. I, I could not tell if they were fake or not. <laughs> we were the, the, really the, awkwardly inserted groupies. Yeah, they are fake. Actually, he specifically says they're. Oh fake yeah, yeah, that's, he, that's right. He says he copied them for Friday the Thirteenth. Yep. Oh, that's oh, for that one with the guy with the hockey the guy mask. with the hockey yeah. mask. Yeah. yeah, that's right. There they were because because the, uh, the band manager. I'll call him from here on in, Little Harry Anderson. Uh, <laughs> Little Harry Anderson. <laughs> 
answered the door and kept on saying, come on, you high school girls, show me your breasts, <laughs> which was really creepy to me. But <laughs> Yeah, and they didn't do it. Oh, I know, which is the awesome. weirdest thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like normally when something like that is actually inserted into a movie, it's That's for the them to show their breasts. I, I guess they figured <laughs> all the and rest of them did. So. showed their breasts in the movie. <laughs> These four whose sole purpose appeared to be that did not. Oh, yeah. oh man. Of course, then again, those girls playing high school – they, what were they like? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing in their early 60s. Like uh, those girls did not. That was like, that was going to be in my uh, in my WGFs. Is uh, I love high school girls. They keep getting older. I keep getting older, and they stay 35. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had a theory about them being contest winners. Uh, oh, that's possible, but I don't think so. No, well, they say fan that club. they found they that. Fan club? That they, yeah, well, fan club, but they also they say that they heard through somebody that they were staying in this in this town at this uh, place, hiding out, and so of course you know that's why they showed up there because they weren't sure if if anything was going to happen. But from the real estate agent, like it's yeah. really the backstory that he creates. Um, you know, as far as developed characters, like all of the ones he invents are way better characters than they deserve to be for being imaginary. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> They're not actually existing, but they had to be real enough to bring Beelzebub out, mm. old scratch, you know, to, to actually lure him out into the open. Um, which makes me wonder, the family at the beginning in the house, uh, were they fake or were they... No, uh, I think they were real. In fact, like, the the crazy thing is, is that it seems, it, it feels like at the end, you know, Triton is when he the intercessor when he's facing him is like getting revenge for that family so i'm like was there a tie that he has to that family because it feels like like oh now i've done my duty and and other but but i'm like well you weren't the little kid so what yeah and and he waited like 10 years yeah get the revenge so like did he does he have like a waiting list for revenge like, because he at the very end, Dragon goes to uh, to a graveyard and says, "I've avenged your deaths," and it does not tell you who those people are. No, no. <laughs> it, but it just feels like he has some sort of connection. But it's just like, well, I, and and here's the thing: I don't understand archangels and and all that stuff. I don't know yes. how a person applies to become the intercessor. But, you know, but it's like seems like a good gig, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never remember Intercessor. I will call him the Inheritor. I'll call him <laughs> like a billion things. I'll never remember Intercessor. Were, were you not just giving me shit for that not three minutes ago? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you say, boys? Why don't we score this? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Sounds good. Uh, all right. In our search for the ultimate B-movie. We rate films in five categories. None of these categories are objective quality. Uh, the first category is called schlock appeal. And as always, we start with Stan. All right. Well, this one, uh, you know, there's, and I, and I know, you know, as Jacob mentioned, like, so for the first, you know, about 45, 50 minutes, this one is pretty boring other than, other than, you know, a, a healthy smattering of press. But then once the, you know, once Old Scratch comes in, and the battle scene begins, and he explains that the you know that all of the 
you know, the most, the vast majority of the movie was fake, then suddenly this movie becomes like a classic because the battle scene is so absolutely horrifically awful and cheesy and like Thor posing and places where you think there's supposed to be sound effects and there's no sound effects because that would probably add another quarter to the budget and and it was just and it was just fantastic in that regard so that was the problem for me was that most of the movie was a three and then the ending was a nine so um i'm only gonna i i'll go with a six yeah i i know what you're saying this should be it, considering all the elements it has it has breasts it has rock and roll it has thor it has demons it has penis monsters it it should be the schlockiest movie ever but i i think just execution wise it just minuses so much schlock i, I i'm agreeing with you sex you know this we keep on mentioning the penis monsters and they're not Actually, but I guess that this predates. When did the penis monsters from Lloyd Kaufman? When did he actually have an actual real penis monster? Was it before or after this film? Probably after, wasn't it? Probably after, but I mean, uh, uh, Flash Gordon had them before that. That's so. true. Good point. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. How could I forget that? And they looked a lot better in these ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. See, I would recommend not watching the movie. I would say just watch the climatic battle, which is on uh, YouTube. You can just watch it in either an 18-minute form or seven-minute form. Um, either way, I'd say you watch that about 316 times, except for the fact that, again, once again, it probably should have been a two- or three-minute fight, and it's entertaining for two or three minutes, but it goes on for seven and a half. So if you want all the lead up and the explanation of everything, then it's like 18 minutes. And if you want just the fight, it's like seven and a half minutes. Should have been three. Um, and I, I would give this a seven because I think the whole the whole reason to enjoy this would be uh, the schlock. But I'm judging it once again against his music videos, which are like nines. So in comparison, I'm, I'm just, just going to give it a six. Uh, six was your number there. Well, let's make it sixes across the board. I think uh, I... I, I I think I'd agree that the the on the surface it looks like it should have it should be a bit tighter. Um, it's funny because they they get to eighty three minutes they 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 could have shaved a couple of minutes off of that. Even as, as compelling a character as the van as the van is, um, <laughs> which is more than about half the characters. It um, is a cool van. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, all right, our next category uh, is called More Heart Than Budget. Uh, we have a listed budget on IMDb, IMDb of $53,000. Oh, you found a budget. I did. $53,000 in 1987. Let's, let's, let's figure out what that is today. <laughs> yeah, let's stop and do some math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, I'll, I'll start talking. I mean, you know, $53,000 is actually more than, than I expected, but I, I suppose that that the penis monsters and good old Scratch probably cost money. They don't necessarily look like they should have in some cases. Um, you know, and, and my biggest problem with this one, honestly, comes down to the to the rest of the actors. Now, unless they were told that because they're like some sort of, you know, 
simulacrum, formless, cre like, just creations of the intercessor, and it's okay, you don't have to worry about actually acting in this movie, <laughs> then they really did nothing other than show up and occasionally take their clothes off. Whereas, you know, as we talked about before, you know, Thor, no matter what scene he was in, obviously he was the most interesting person on screen, unless there was breasts, but, you know, he was, <laughs> you know, he was trying. I mean, between writing this, I mean, of course, and, and doing all the music for it and acting in it, and I'm sure that, that he told the director what to do half the time, and, of course, the big giant battle scene, I mean... You know, he really wanted this. He really tried. And so for me, I'm going to give it an eight just on how hard he tried. Yeah, no, I mean, if I had seen this in the theater and left and somebody who would came by and asked me what I just saw and I, I told them it was a movie. This is a movie. <laughs> uh, it's not a good movie. a movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know. 50, 53 even back then was like not a huge budget they, they pulled this up and it, it's not a I mean it is obviously a vanity project but at the same time I could see somebody going to see this in the theater and enjoying it so yeah it has heart it got made it's it's a real thing so uh, I will go with the sex um yeah, like I say, uh, I, I'm coming at it from a different angle. Thor is a control freak, and he is somebody who's he's still out there doing his thing. And, and so I guess he's got heart, but he's also completely clueless as to why he doesn't have success. And I'm sure he's completely clueless as to why this movie's bad. In fact, I'm sure he thinks it's awesome because cause he, he's a, such a control freak and egomaniac. And that's part of his charm in some ways. But... I'm I'm looking at this. I'm like, look, if you really cared, you would have bothered to show that script to somebody else and had them say, oh, let's uh, this is a problem. This is a problem. Let's fix this. Let's... He didn't. He would write it. He would control it all himself. And 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 because he's he's Thor, he's perfect. Nobody knows. So we can do like him. He's He's just like that. And I think it's just lazy filmmaking to me. This whole film is lazy filmmaking, the special effects, all of it. Uh, so I'm I'm only giving it a three. Wow. Um, I guess this is one of those times that we just uh, see the category differently. Uh, I I think that he wanted this to be his vision uh, and uh, shopping that out to someone else um, would just be someone that was watering down the amazingness of how he saw it. Um, so I, I think that this is uh, this is a passion project. I think this is uh, I think he was, uh, you know, taking his shot at the big times. Uh and this was this came out at a time that uh, that was theoretically possible that you could do something um, and knock it out on VHS and make some cash off of it uh, and get noticed. Uh, so I went up to an eight as well. All right, you convinced me. I'll go four. <laughs> Round on that one. Yeah. Um, all right. I I tell it. <laughs> Make sure that you've booked the whole weekend for the with the 24 track mixer. Uh, it's time for what the fuck moments. 
there's you know it's it's interesting because like there i there is a lot of them especially that you see at the end of the movie and i think that's the that's the weird part about this movie is that most of the time well well you're actually in the movie you're like oh that's what the fuck that's what the fuck in this case at the end of the movie it's just like wow there was a lot of what the fuck moments that i didn't even notice were what the fuck moments when i was <laughs> when i was watching this movie and you know, so many of them are like are like high level things. I mean, you talk about the groupies. I mean, even you get the van, knowing the van story, that kind of thing. Um, one of the craziest things was Stig the drummer and his weird accent that was there at the oh, beginning yeah. and then completely <laughs> left. And then when he was um, you know, inhabited by a demon, then it was suddenly completely gone, but he had to talk really low, like he was struggling to talk. And nobody actually noticed that, other than the fact that he became a better musician. And I'm like, I if if I were, you know, Thor or Triton in this case, I'm I think I'd rather have the demons because they were better players than than he had before. Um there there's that moment where they where they go off to the lake, which was completely pointless and the way they're walking is like it's and it's freezing cold you can tell and it's just and i didn't understand it but you know some of my favorite moments at that at the time looked looked what the fuck are like <clears throat> the penis monster spitting in a cup which nothing comes of it um the monster in the the chicken monster in the fridge, the coughing, smoking penis monster. Um, I love the fact that that you know when they're in the kitchen washing dishes, you know, which is what the fuck in and of itself. They're you know, and they're playing the music on the tape tape machine, and then you know the two characters get eaten by the demon, and then the next thing you know, like the demon hand comes out and turns the music off, and I'm like, yeah, they're not a fan of the music either. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> But, you know, where it all comes down is the end. Everything changes at the end when, when he starts fighting the, you know, fighting old Scratch. And But my favorite part about that was the wind machine for his hair when he reveals himself as the intercessor. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, you know, ray, roaring back and the wind machine is taking him. And it's just like, this was Thor's moment right there. Like, this is classic Thor in that moment. And, <laughs> and I mean, it's purely ridiculous, but so much of it, I think, is a lot of it is from really poor filmmaking choices. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's still got a lot of weird shit. So I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put a seven on it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, we've sort of talked about a lot of the WTFs I had and explained them satisfactory to me. So, uh, um, yeah, because I had the obsession with doing dishes and the gratuitous, uh, gratuitous out, uh, exterior shots of the house. Once, when you know they're, they were just putting everything in, trying to stretch this little, little short into a fully feature it kind of makes sense but the wtfs that got me are number one the dancing oh yeah people are not dancing to heavy metal whatever they're doing in every rock and roll scene whenever they show a shot of like the extras, or i want to say extras but they're full like characters in this <laughs> anyone who's not in the band dancing 
he is not dancing to the music that is playing in this movie. Obviously so. It is a weird dance that they do. And it happens like four times. Really bothered me. But the number one WTF me was the little purple throwing star octopus monsters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were trying to figure out what these were played out on. Why would you keep that in? Oh, because they were made by one of the actors. Like oh, two nice. two of the two of the people that were actually in the movie when you read the credits also des- did some of the some of the design work and so when it says like um whatever it says for the octopus throwing star monsters it they it says created by this person that was in the movie and so it's just like oh well okay that makes sense because I'm sure he was pr- proud of them. Well, but here's the thing about they those were so is- much worse than every other special <laughs> effect in this movie, which takes something. The thing is, they tried to hide it, I think, because, like, him throwing it, it looked like they sped it up so you couldn't really see them. Like, I thought they were throwing purple airplanes at him. And then and then all of a sudden you get a close-up of them of him holding it on his chest and trying to rip it off, even though it's obvious. Now, that really... was acting. Acting. That's <laughs> acting. I, I actually had hope when he actually started ripping them off that they, that they used the excuse to grease them up for some reason. Unfortunately, there wasn't enough grease, so... Because that would have completed the scene if it was a green star Thor fighting the devil. Uh... Oh, I should score that. Ooh, um, yeah, that's what we're waiting yeah, for now. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to go with the six once again. Um, and I'm going to give this one a seven. Um, the WTFs are pretty good. Uh, certainly, I mean, that last battle. I, I love the test of strength moment where there's just two of them are pushed, and you can see it's just him holding the puppet up and <laughs> acting like he's struggling against it. Uh, I like the scene where he goes down in the basement wearing um, wearing his silver jacket that he was wearing during rehearsal. Then he comes upstairs to ask somebody a question wearing a sweater. Then he goes back downstairs and he's wearing a silver jacket again. <laughs> Yeah, that I did not know bands rehearsed full costume. But when when he first came well, I out, I bet was, he always was. yes. Thor yes. <laughs> doesn't go half ass on anything. No. Uh, yeah. Um, the the accent. I mean, it changed so many times oh. in the movie. It would be there and back. I was trying to figure out what country it was. I think it might have been because he says, "Oh, somebody, oh, mate." He says, "Mate." So I'm like, he's Australian, but later on, it's clearly not Australian. It it could be Russian. It's probably closer to than Australian. It's like it's unbelievable to me. And I also like how he's uh how the drummer character uh, has sex with the woman, but leaves his sunglasses on, and then when he's finished, he take he takes them off. I thought that was great. Um, I don't know, man. This thing is it's something. I, this what a piece of work. <laughs> it's uh it's something. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely something. Uh, I, I, I was going to add the, uh, yeah, that the, the, re- that they rehearse or whatever they're doing in costume. I think because we've debated whether they're rehearsing or recording or creating new music, but what is consistent is, is that they play one song and then take a long break. Yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> because they need to go have sex. Well, but he's, he's a heavy metal singer clearly, but, Nobody else in the band is heavy metal at all. Yeah. Like they're a new wave. Everybody else. Well, and and honestly, what kind of idiot band brings the wags to the to where they're supposed to rehearse? 
yeah, especially when there's they're nothing on, to do. They're on their honeymoon, which is, again, <laughs> yes. weird detail to put in if they're invented people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I Also, that there's like a romantic tryst between a woman who I didn't know until until they started playing. I didn't realize she was part of the band. No, for I sure. Out why she was there. Yeah. She um, didn't get out of dish duty because the women that's right. go off <laughs> to do the dishes and the band is going to go her hers. But she goes with the women to do the dishes. Like her, obviously her contributions to the band aren't that important. <laughs> I, but my top one would be that, uh, uh, at one point, they're trying to ramp up the dramatic tension, and the music that they put in is uh, xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was probably Never, yes. probably because that was all they could really, um, you know, like make easily. Mm-hmm. And it's, a lot of the sound cues sound like they're stolen from the Omen. <laughs> uh, seven for me as well. Uh, memorable moments. Well, you know the the. For the most part, I mean, the first, the better part of the first hour of this is not going to be memorable at all. I, I'm surprised that I even remember it, it now after two days. <laughs> um, but when it comes down to the the actual battle, and when I see Thor in my head now, I am always going to see him, you know, with that wind machine blowing, <laughs> you know, blowing his hair. You know, That's every music video he's ever yeah, done. Yeah, I, well, yeah, no, for sure. But but and and the and the huge battle with Old Scratch, where he, you know, which is totally life and death of him holding up the creature so that it doesn't fall down, because obviously that's its its <laughs> Achilles' heel is falling down. Um, yeah, it's it's that's the only thing though that that I find deeply memorable because otherwise. You know, you're better off watching a music video, as you've said. So I'm just going to go with a four. I I think you went high on this. Uh, I am not going to remember this film. I might remember Thor, but I'm going to remember him being Thor. I'm not going to remember this movie. Um, Special effects I thought were competent, but not, like, memorable at all. Competent? Interesting. That's actually higher than I would I mean, they're competent for (laughs) what it is. I don't know. I'm comparing it to other movies of this type. Um, Yeah, I I can't go more than it. I was going to be kind and say three, but no, two. It's gone. It's wiped already. It's funny to me. I'm thinking competent special effects. And then I'm thinking there's the scene with the, the girl uh, or the guy and then the Perhaps I chose the, the wrong word. I mean, I, <laughs> I like the special effects. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just saying there's the scene with the, the, the guy and or the girl uh, and she becomes this demon monster with a bloody mouth. And then it is like her. he reaches out to choke him. And it's a close-up of the, of a hand, and it's clearly just a, a rubber hand. Like it's like I've never like it's just a hand with a piece of rubber over it, and it's, it's just like it's just the. And then then that's how the person dies. There's really like no deaths that you see on screen, is there? When you think about it now, for a horror film, like you're used to seeing, you know, like heads chopped off or whatever, right? Like arms or your people being impaled and things. All the deaths are pretty much applied, like they start and then they never actually finish and happen on screen, do they? Well, like, but that's, a single one on screen. No, but that's because half the time I, I'm not sure if they're getting killed or if they're getting eaten or if they're just getting 
or what? But they just I, disappear because yeah. they're not real. Yeah, yeah. You think if he is eating them, that's when he'd notice that they're imaginary. You think, oh, he'd be like, there's not a lot of calories. Yeah, in no, that but Triton. There's brought... also a weird thing where he has to seduce them before he <laughs> <laughs> turn into a monster. I mean, isn't turning into a monster enough? Why? Why do you have to get them horny before you? But do what you know, you're going to do with them. Triton talks about about like you know ha- them having like juicy, tasty souls that would that would draw him in, and I'm like, how did he give them souls? And what the hell is that? Like, how do you manage that? I mean, but again, we're, are we trying to figure out the movie? Because I'm not uh, sure yeah. that Thor. <laughs> we, knew we're it. getting we're getting off we're getting off scoring topic. Uh, uh, I will never forget penis monsters. The definitely so cute, locked into my head. Silver Jacket Thor is locked in my head. Uh, four. I, I'll split the difference and say three. I don't think there's going to be too much that sticks with me. I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of walking around in the middle of this movie. Uh, I, I might think of it the next couple of times I do the dishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our final category is called Crazy Concept. Uh, for for most of this movie, there's absolutely nothing crazy, other than the fact that there's so many people doing the dishes. But um, but you know the craziest concept comes down to the to the fact that with one moment he wipes out the entire movie by saying that that you know he just invented this to draw him out. Um, that by in and of itself is crazy. Nothing else is crazy at all, so I'll stick with a four. Um, yeah, uh, I, I want it to be crazier than it actually is. I mean, rock and roll, standard slasher plus Thor, it should be awesome. And eh, um, but, but crazy, no, no, um, four as well. Yeah, see, to me, I, I'm giving it a one until... He explains how everybody was fake, and, <laughs> and, how, and how he's the interluder and all this stuff. And, and then I'm like, "Oh, okay, my bad. This is insane." And I got a seven. <laughs> uh, it it does go as it's. Well, it was odd because I, I was looking back through my notes, and I've got all these different questions that. Most of them get resolved because it's all made up, because they're all invented, and then it just it opens more. Like I'm like, why does this character do that? Why does he? How does he know there's a lake? Why does he say it's a lake <laughs> when it's clearly a pond? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then like, okay, well they're all made up, so it doesn't matter. And they're like, well that just and this just opens more questions. Like, yes. why, why do the why do the pod people disappear at times? Like, what, what's <laughs> Why aren't they just there all the time? <laughs> There's the wolf boy who comes back. So then was he real or was he fake? That's the, you know, like you will break your brain well, trying to figure that out. Guy, so he would have been real. Okay. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the boy that's, yeah. The, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to match your seven. Cause I think that the, I mean, if you're going to, when you do the elevator pitch, you've got to give that part. You've yes, got to give that. That's true. And at the end, it's all going to be a fucking dream. Um, <laughs> that's a, that is a weird thing. That, to that makes sense. Part. I'll go up to six for, for the, for the fact that <laughs> you're, you're basically saying. Dallas. 
yeah. this film pulled the Dallas audience. <laughs> Would have been nice if they foreshadowed it somewhere in there. Uh, no, no, that, yeah, no, don't foreshadow it. I, like, I love the fact that you completely just pulled the rug out from under me, and I'm like, seriously, you did that? You went there? You like that was like the crux of the whole thing was the fact that you decided that I'm going to make an 80 minute movie that 55 minutes of don't matter for shit, you know. Like, all right, uh, seven for me. Uh, this film uh, falls right into the sweet spot for time, so no plus or minus there, which gives us a final total of 57 out of 100, which is exactly the same score as you'll never guess. Skidoo. Spellcaster starring Adam Hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another rock and roll. <laughs> the most that's amazing <laughs> uh right ahead of bloodsport and right behind dracula ad 1972 well interesting yeah i want yeah it'll be i know because we've got a few rock and roll uh movies coming up in this one so i i think it'll be fun to see how they score in comparison what so a, 57 is the target for these uh, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> But at least it was fun. it was fun to watch, though. So that, I'll say that. All right. Well, let me see now. Uh, next up, it's been, it feels like it's been so long since we've done this. But uh, next up, I know we are we are going away from the rock and roll, and we are going to the 1970s with Viva Knievel, and letting Evil Knievel, uh, you know, give us some action. And um, <laughs> and uh, so. Uh, Jim, Jim, uh, what, what do you say to some business? All right. Well, we mentioned the Octagon. This is our tra- this is our giant chart tracking our search for the ultimate B-movie. You can find that at our podcast sponsor, wetalkpodcast.com. They have a Facebook, they have a Twitter, and we have an Instagram. The Cult Film Showdown is what you can find us at on Instagram. That's right. That's right. As we... Uh... Oh, you know, it's it's completely different. It's it's all new, all old, and completely different. That's the that's the way that we go. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I know I know it's going to be a lot of great fun this season. Um, seeing all these people who can act and uh, and you know shouldn't act in a lot of cases. So I look forward to moving on. Does anybody have anything else to add before we uh, mosey on out of here? Doesn't appear like. That's- it. I have some more no, questions about the, the plot, but yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no more questions about the plot. We'll try to get Thor on the show and see if he can answer all those questions for us. I'll bet he'd you probably he'd, do it. He, you, he'd probably enjoy it too. <laughs> the fact that people have uh, have watched the movie and and have questions, bet he'd love that. <laughs> Might cause him to do a third one. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> For Jim, and for Jacob, and for Nick, I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the Cult Film Showdown. Here's your new home for the next five weeks. Back to nature, huh? No hot tubs, no dynasty. Hey, no one's lived here for ten years? Relax! Would I pick a loser? What are we supposed to do here? Rehearse, lame brain! I knew if I pissed you off long enough, you'd make a personal appearance.
let's shoot our weapons. 